I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Strong and Simple podcast. This is one half of your dynamic duo, Marissa, and I'm bringing you this week's mini-sode. So actually, I don't remember the last time I did a mini-sode. <laughs> like, right before the break, um, I got sick, and then uh, I was also super busy. So Michelle filled in a lot of our mini-sode slots, and yeah, so this is, I feel like an amateur. I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. So I guess we're in this together now. Sorry. Anyway, um, I'm busting some more myths for us today. You know me. I love history. I love nutrition and science, and I love blowing open myths. So that's what I'm going to do for you today. And today what I want to talk about is this idea that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So this it's something that a lot of us believe is true, right? And it's something that's been drilled into our heads forever um, by the media, by our parents, uh, by our physicians. Um, and this is an excellent example, as is the concept of superfoods. It's an excellent example of corporate marketing becoming so embedded in our lexicon that it becomes something that we automatically accept as truth um, when there's actually very little truth to it. So let's talk about this. So is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Short answer, no, but let's talk about where it came from. So this idea kind of first bubbled to the surface in the 19th century. And that was when the Kellogg's cereal company started to link having a healthy breakfast, quote unquote, healthy breakfast, right? Meaning a breakfast consisting of their cereal, um, linking a quote unquote, healthy breakfast to better productivity in industrial jobs. So breakfast never used to be like super important. Uh, people would kind of, you know, get up, especially, uh, you know, where, when a lot of people were more along the lines of like farm laborers, right? They'd get up, they'd do some work, and then they would eat kind of whatever was on hand for breakfast, whether that was, you know, leftovers from the night before, um, whatever it happened to be. And it was typically a pretty heavy breakfast, um, which would kind of make sense since there was a lot of heavy labor that was happening. 19th century, we see a lot of transitioning to cities and to more industrial style jobs um, where there was a lot of standing going on, you know, a lot of folks working at one machine. And so they kind of developed this idea that having a heavy breakfast before engaging in a job where you're standing for long periods of time lent itself, lent its, lent itself to indigestion. Um, and they wanted to avoid that because it made people less productive. And so it kind of started down this road of, okay, have a lighter breakfast. That's going to be better for you because 
It'll avoid indigestion. It'll make you a more productive cog in the capitalist machine. So Kellogg's really was one of the early pioneers of this concept of breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And they used that slogan to sell their cereal to folks. Um, So that was the beginning of this notion of breakfast is the most important meal of the day entering our kind of popular consciousness. And it became solidified a little bit later on um, by the Beech Nut Company. Um, Ironically, they started capitalizing on the idea of breakfast as the most important meal of the day to sell bacon and eggs (laughs) as a healthy breakfast. They were looking to sell their bacon products. Um, And so actually... um, this one particular staff member of the Beech Nut Company actually convinced a number of doctors to sign a statement stating that breakfast was the most important meal of the day in order to further this marketing campaign. And then he actually went around and convinced newspapers to write articles about this statement that these doctors had signed on to that he had written And to write about it as though it was a scientific study. And so that is really where this idea of breakfast is the most important meal of the day really became solidified in our popular consciousness in American society. It was entirely fabricated from the outset. Okay. So now it's kind of this thing that we just automatically believe is true. And in the face of criticism of this, right, there are definitely proponents who will point to studies out there that link having a healthy breakfast to having a lower body weight, having lower cholesterol, etc. But here's the thing. Those are association studies, right? And if you've listened to any of my minisodes, one thing that I say all the time, correlation does not equal causation, right? So, Saying that eating a healthy, balanced breakfast every morning is associated with lower cholesterol, is associated with lower incidence of heart disease, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't mean having a healthy, balanced breakfast is causing these health outcomes. And when you think about it, right, if somebody is consistently eating a well-balanced, nutritious breakfast every day, they're probably engaging in a lot of other health-promoting behaviors. And either those behaviors or the totality of all of their behaviors are probably what is responsible for their better health outcomes rather than the fact that they eat breakfast every single day or eat a balanced breakfast every single day, right? It's very unlikely that having a balanced breakfast is the only health-promoting behavior that somebody is engaging in. Okay. Now, following along the idea of these studies, right? On the contrary, there are actually randomized control studies, which are much more reliable studies than an association study um, because they actually have two randomized groups one that is the experiment group and one that is the control group, and then they follow the outcomes there. So there have been randomized control studies that have shown that there is no causal link between breakfast consumption and body weight or health outcomes. So key, key words there, no causal link, right? 
it didn't make a change in any of those health outcomes or body weight or body measures at the end of the study. So what does this mean for breakfast? Does this mean you should just like start skipping breakfast all the time? Um, does it mean your whole life is a lie? No. What I would say is, how do you feel if you skip breakfast? Do you feel better or worse on days when you eat breakfast? And then when you do eat breakfast, do you feel better or worse if you have what is considered more of a nutritious, balanced breakfast or, I don't know, a waffle? <laughs> Just throw in something out there, something a little bit less balanced or cold pizza. We'll say that, something like that. Do you find that you have better energy on days when you eat breakfast? Do you find your digestion feels better on days when you eat breakfast? Do you find your focus is better? Do you find you just have a better overall feel? If that's the case, then yeah, you should absolutely make it a priority to eat breakfast. If eating breakfast doesn't seem to impact you either way, if you are absolutely fine not having breakfast in the morning, if you like to wait till 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, and you don't notice any adverse effects. You're not cranky. Your blood sugar doesn't feel low. You're not unable to focus. You're not feeling like your, your stomach is upset. Then why force yourself to eat breakfast? And I would also say you also want to think about what you have going on that day too right? You might not be a breakfast person, but if you're going to have an intense workout that morning, you probably do want to try to have a balanced breakfast. It doesn't have to be huge. It can just be a little bit of protein and a little bit of carbohydrate. But keeping in mind that you are going to be taxing your body's energy supply, you're probably going to want to try to have something before that workout. So is having breakfast going to be a make or break factor in terms of your health or your body weight goals or anything like that? No, no, it's absolutely not. And what I would say as a nutrition professional, whether or not you eat breakfast is a deeply personal decision and it has everything to do with what works best for you and absolutely nothing to do with what works best for anybody else or what corporate America has told us we should or shouldn't be doing. So that is the quick and dirty history of this idea of breakfast being the most important meal of the day. And the moral of the story is it's not. <laughs> All meals are important. Just eating food is important, period, the end. And when you eat those meals, what they consist of and how often you eat is really up to you and figuring out what works best for you and for your body. So that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening to this short little episode. Hope you found it helpful. And as always, if you ever have any ideas for things you want us to talk about, guests you want to hear on our show, please let us know. You can message us on Instagram or you can email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell your friends, like, and subscribe, and enjoy the rest of your week. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. 
to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support indigenous folks. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.